0: Welcome to the Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode seventy-two.
1: All right, Lauren, we are so excited because we have a longtime friend of mine and special guest, Jessica Egan, in the studio with us to talk all about her beautiful little girl, Gwendolyn, who is a Down syndrome child. Mm-hmm and she's going to share her experience with us today and I'm so excited. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while about this. I follow you on Instagram. I mean I've followed you for a long time Jessica. Obviously we've been friends for a while (laughs) Um, but she's originally from Arizona now lives in the Salt Lake area and married and has one child Gwen and she's a writer. She has a wonderful Instagram account where you can go follow her. Instagram handle is our sweet Gwendolyn. Yes it's So uplifting. Like, I love it. It's so cute. Her photos are the cutest. So, we have such a good lineup planned and we're so excited. So,
0: well, I first have to say, I love the name Gwen. I That was on my short list. I really Really? wanted to have a baby girl, Gwen, and Gwendolyn. I remember I was like, Guinevere, Gwendolyn, all the... I love it. I love Gwen. I never got my Gwen. Um, No, we're so (laughs) glad to have you here. Welcome, welcome. And I think it's just really exciting to talk about... I mean, there's so many different walks of life that us moms go through and different experiences. And I definitely hope that this story can apply to a lot of moms out there that might care or have a special needs child. I mean, you are all such advocates and warriors for your own children in different situations, different circumstances. I've seen my sister who has a special needs child and just all the different demands, but love, you know, amazing experiences that they've had as a family because of it. So I think that this can really touch and apply to so many women and mothers out
1: there. Yeah, absolutely. I do too. And I'm excited to talk to you, Jessica, because I think you do such a great job of sharing yours and Gwen's story and your journey. And yeah, we hope this episode can be an uplifting one for all you mamas out there.
2: Thank you, I'm happy too, and there's so much beauty in the unexpected. It's it's incredible. I think there's more beauty, there's more love there than I ever imagined. So, yeah. oh,
0: I love that. That's perfect. Well, yeah. Tell us about like your experience, kind of getting pregnant, and and when you found out your news about Gwendolyn's Down syndrome. I mean, so tell us about getting pregnant for you and your husband.
2: Well, I got married at 38, mm-hmm. so I was late to the game, and I already knew going in that I actually have diminished ovarian reserve, okay. which means I just don't have as many. Eggs left as other women my age. Yes. And so I actually found that out when I was before I was even married. <laughs> I got I went to the doctor and they died, they we just figured it out and so I was single and I knew my, the clock was literally ticking for me more than other women. It and was, was that so life. stressful. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was terrible, but I oh. just started pretending that I was like ma- married and I or like about ready to get pregnant. I started taking all the vitamins and Great. just, I thought, you know what? I'm going to be prepared. So yes. that, cause I'm that type of person. I'm like a goal setter. And I, yes. so I just, I like moved straight ahead with that. And then I ended up meeting my husband in 2016. We got married in 2017 and I just told him, look, I know my diagnosis. We need to probably go straight to fertility treatment. Treatments. And we did. And it still took a year, a couple rounds of IVF, one of which we did in Prague. I mean, there is so oh. much that we've gone through. Wow. Um, and then finally we got pregnant. And mm-hmm. for me, I, you know, I didn't know if I ever would get pregnant. It felt, I literally felt like I was walking on clouds. Like I get oh. goosebumps to this day with how I just couldn't believe it. Like yes. I really was very legitimately didn't know if I could carry my own baby. I thought we might have to do something adoption, which is great. And all those things, but yeah. you just kind of want to know, like if you if, can
0: have your, have a child right, biologically, you yeah. need to work through that first. Realistic you know? expectations for yourself. what yeah. to work for. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So, um, when I found out I was pregnant at 10 weeks, I'm when you're 38, of course, they're going to suggest you do genetic testing. Yes. And yes. It, also you get to find out the gender, which yeah. I mean, let's be honest. That's the only reason any of us do it. Like <laughs> I, you know, I, didn't,
1: I was like genetic testing. Oh, the gender though. That's so cool. Well, what is genetic testing? I don't think I was, I, I wasn't ever offered that. So oh, I, I think mean, you
0: probably were but they, that is when they can, they,
1: they can test. Is that when probably. they test for sound down syndrome? Yes. Cause
0: yeah, I remember there was, I mean, it's optional, but they can test for like, a lot of different.
2: Yeah. So if you're 30, I think if you're 35 and older, they'll, insurance will cover it. Otherwise it is expensive. Oh. And yeah. so, you know, younger women won't usually do it. Yeah. Right. Um, and some people just turn it down and they don't want to, but I wanted to know what was going on really. And honestly. I just wanted to know the gender. That's all I could think. Mm-hmm. But it's when they'll tell you yeah, if there's any chromosomal variations, if there's anything going on that you might want to know about just to right. help prepare for, you know, plan for the rest of your pregnancy and anything that you might need once your baby's born. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, we did that at 10 weeks and we found out a week later, they my doctor called and said, your baby has trisomy 21, which means... Uh, so with Down syndrome, it means that she, her 21st chromosome, normally you have two, just two pairs of that. Yes. She has a third copy of the 21st chromosome and that is what makes her development different. She will develop more slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, you know, they're smaller build, you know, she, um, has like a little gap between her toes and mm-hmm. almond shaped eyes. And, you mm-hmm. know, I mean,
1: I think she's just so adorable. Oh, she <laughs> is. and they
0: are. Oh my gosh. I just think oh. they're just so adorable. walk us
1: through that day. Like, tell us Uh, how that day was for you. You know, I didn't know
2: anyone with Down syndrome. I didn't even go to school with anyone, which I find Mm -hmm. mind boggling, but I did grow up in a really small town and um, I I didn't know anything about it. And so I was just completely devastated. Of course, I mean, I just, all I could think was like, that, you know, I finally waited so long to be a mom and I didn't think it would happen. And now who knows what my future is going to look like. Um, I was grieving the fact that, my, I wouldn't have grandchildren, you know, I didn't know if we could have more kids. And so to know that our one child probably wouldn't have children of her own. You know, I just, of course you go through all everything.
0: You just go through all these scenarios. The whole future. You just run it through your whole mind. You just think of everything. Right.
2: I mean, it was, we were devastated for like a full week, Mm -hmm. just couldn't even get out of bed, my husband and I, and then, um, my husband, his brother has autism and he finally was like, you know, like. Let's just learn about this. This can't right. be the end of the world. And so we asked right. someone from our local Down Syndrome Foundation to come over. And they were there like that evening. They would have dropped everything and come the moment we sent the email. Um, and we oh. just started learning about it. And then I got on Instagram and saw all these just regular people, regular families that they're, you know, just awesome, happy people. And I was like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. what kind of bubble was I living in? And then you just you just go through all these emotions of almost feeling guilty that you were sad, you know? And then it, 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 it take about 90 days really while I was pregnant to really and truly wrap my mind around it. But yeah. I, I just went ahead and allowed myself to pretend I was okay with it. And then eventually I was, you know what I mean? Sometimes you just have to like fake it till, fake you, it make it till make it it. you make it. Yeah. And it yeah. really honestly helped so much. Oh, cause... I no,
0: I think that's really well said because you kind of have to like mourn the idea of what you thought you would have like you you're mm-hmm. not you know your experience your pregnancy your your first baby is it's not going to look the way you thought it was so you yeah. kind of have to let that go and that's kind of mm-hmm. a process i could only imagine it's a mental process and to kind of go through that journey and and kind of it, it, yeah, process all that emotion, even, and I, I, I totally get what you're saying. You feel guilty for feeling sad, but I think that's like a fair emotion to go through. Too. Well, I think
1: it's a very human reaction. Yeah, I right. mean, obviously when you have been waiting for this so long and, mm-hmm. you know, wanting it so bad and going through the IVF and all the things, did it, did it have any effect on your relationship at all? Like hormonally, um, like, did you know, or anything like that? You
2: really, know, I bizarrely, I always say that, you know, Dealing with the diagnosis was tough, but everything else, the pregnancy, I feel like I was given an easy pregnancy. Like I wasn't sick. I was super happy. I didn't have weird pregnancy hormones. Mm. Um, And honestly, other than just being a little sad at first, Mm -hmm. um, my husband and I, I feel like it it brought us closer. I mean, Mm. it's just imagining... You know, you already imagine your husband loving your child, especially if it's a girl for some reason, that's so sweet. And then mm-hmm. to imagine him loving a little girl with Down syndrome, I'd, I just, it made my heart like I could cry right now because it's just so, it's such a sweet thing. It makes mm-hmm. you have, I just loved him so much more, just knowing oh, he's going to treasure her. And mm-hmm. oh, it's
1: emotional. I oh, I love that. You're, no, I know you're no. tearing <laughs> up right now because it is like such a deeper connection mm-hmm. with someone who you already love so much, your spouse. And then, yeah, I, I feel that way with every child and I can only imagine what you're saying like yeah you do come to love your partner like so much more when you see them love yeah, your child it's well, so special. Well and I special. think that it's also right. very
0: probably a very like kind of spiritual process too that like you know you're entrusted with such a sweet spirit and like and you probably will learn as much from them like my sister always says that like her daughter was sent to her and she I mean she tries to do so much for her and learn more about, you know, to help advocate for her and everything. But really at the end of the day, she, I mean, her takeaway is so much more from her daughter and like her experience with her. So I think that's just like so beautiful. And that's so sweet that your bond is so tight with your husband. I mean, of course. I feel like it helped because we met later in
2: life. It kind of helped us just strengthen our marriage. You know, we didn't have time. Most people have a lot of years to do that. We had to do it in a a short amount of time. And I think it really just helped us just strengthen that bond.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Tell us about your process, kind of learning about it. I mean, you said you had never known anyone with Down syndrome. Like, (laughs) did you kind of avoid it for a little bit and then decide to kind of dive in? What was your journey as far as education uh, goes? I jumped in I yeah. really did I was I mean I was um
2: eight months pregnant and I went to a like a conference for Down syndrome for all these moms and I was the only I was, there might have been one other pregnant person there but I just remember thinking I kind of felt a little bit like an imposter I was like in the crowd just like <laughs> smiling and happy but I felt also felt at home you know mm-hmm. I mean oh. I just was like well this is my world now and I think a lot of um getting used to any sort of, of a diagnosis like that mm-hmm. is, um, jumping into a new world. I almost felt like we moved to a new community. You know, you kind of have Absolutely. to like get to know your neighbors and like, um, just mm-hmm. kind of educate yourself and then, and take on a new identity. And mm-hmm. I realized I, I just needed to take on, cause it's a special needs community. It's this whole new world that unfortunately does have a stigma, which I, that's what I'm hoping to try and change. Absolutely, um, you know, but you kind of have to get over that and realize, Oh my gosh, like, how silly was I, you know, mm-hmm. but, um,
1: but yeah, it was oh, kind of, I just, so I'd really jumped in, but I have to say, Jessica, like if uh, the stigma, when I think of down syndrome, children or people in general, they, it just makes me smile. Like everyone that I've known personally in my life, it's just been an abundance of like joy from them. They have a, a very warm spirit. Yes. And I love that. Like it's so, so sweet. So, well, and all
2: kids are pe- people in general just have stuff happen in their lives. So like. You know challenges, m- right, or like, trials life. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, your children may not have any syndromes at all, but they might grow up to be addicts right, or right. have a terrible mental illness, and it could be a devastation to your family because it can cause like you know such pain. But someone yeah. with Down syndrome, they are, they actually have proven or shown that they they aren't addicts. They don't even have the ability really to be addicted to substances, and wow. they're just they're happy. I yeah. mean, so it's like you you think about all the things that are probably going to happen to all of you know typical children and Down syndrome honestly, is an awesome thing. You've got this kid that's just... Of course, they're going to have issues. Some of them have developmental problems. But, you know, there's all kinds of therapies and things these days. Yeah, and
1: so kind of walk... Because I honestly... The education, I don't really know a lot about what does your day-to-day... Like, what are some of the if you want to call them restrictions, um, that are associated with it, what, what are those? Um,
2: you mean like what kind of, what kind like, of things like do you need how, to how do to help her? Yeah, oh. exactly. Well, she's a year and a half now. And ever since she was born, she was enrolled in early intervention, which is a, a county program. Mm-hmm. And all, all states and counties have, um, therapy and different things for kids with Down syndrome and mm-hmm. developmental delays. And, um, so she has therapists that come probably, probably at least once a week if not twice for like physical therapy, she's had occupational therapy, um and then she has feeding therapy too. Mm-hmm. So, and that that's common because kids with down syndrome have low muscle tone, which means it, which can even their like swallowing can be affected by that. They just can't swallow as efficiently mm-hmm. or you know even just chewing can be hard for them. Yes. And so, and that's how that's how Gwen is. She has a hard time, she has a very shallow gag reflex and she doesn't like things with the texture, so we're trying to work with the feeding therapist to mm-hmm. help her kind of be able to swallow and then you know physical therapy is working helping
1: her learn to walk and and things like that so and we we were starting to kind of talk about this off the mic but we've seen she has a feeding tube Mm -hmm. talk to us about that like what what's that so
2: a lot of babies with down syndrome you know they may have trouble nursing and taking a bottle because of their low muscle tone they they might not be able to have a strong um sucking reflex Mm -hmm. Gwen didn't have that. She actually nursed just fine and ate, you know, took a bottle really well, but then when she was 8 months old, she had heart surgery and um, so people with down syndrome, they are born a lot of times with a heart condition. It's very common in fact. So I found out that Gwen had Down syndrome because I took a blood test, but a lot of people, they'll go to their 20 week ultrasound and that's, you know, the, like the, the anatomy ultrasound and that's a lot of times that is when doctors will find out, they'll see that there's a heart condition. And when that happens, a lot of times they'll say, you know, let's get you screened for Down syndrome. Um, and Gwen's particular heart condition, it, it occurs in about 50% of kids with Down syndrome and usually 97% of the time there are no issues. It's just you, to have the surgery. Usually you have it about six or eight months of age. Um, and it's usually fine, but she was in that 3% that it did not work out in her first surgery. Um, she was still in a lot of pain and her, her heart was just not working it was really bad. So five days later they had her do another open heart surgery. Mm. And then she ended up being in the hospital for two months and they were preparing for a third when she just finally, they were actually going to send her to Boston because they just felt she was so tiny. They'd done all they could here in Salt Lake for her. And then, um, she ended up being able to go home, but it, it was very touch and go all last winter. And she had to be on a feeding tube because we think the breathing tube, she had a breathing tube in for probably like eight days total between the two surgeries. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, and then they have you on a feeding tube after surgery, of course, because she just... You know, wasn't able to, she had open heart surgery, so she needed to just lay there. And, um, so she had to be on a breathing or on a feeding tube for months and months. We finally got her off of that, like in February of this year. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was really challenging. Oh,
0: Um, I
1: can imagine. um, Yes. So that's kind of why we're
2: still doing feeding therapy. And I mean,
1: I, I just am putting myself kind of in your shoes as you're talking through all of this is what are your emotions in those moments as you're having to kind of be in the hospital and have open, and have heart surgery on your baby like are you hopeful, angry. Um, I mean, what are, what are you feeling in those moments? Well, you know, it was, I I mean, it was the most,
2: the scariest moment I've ever felt as a parent because she, her, her life literally was at risk. I mean, there were times where the doctor would say to us, there's just no good options for her. And, um, you know, we really felt that she at times could, could potentially not make it. Um, but you know, I, I started obviously Instagramming about her and I, I really used her Instagram to help me instead of being like, my daughter, I just started realizing everyone's going through something. So I would, on the hardest days I would do posts that would say, so what's going on? Like, what terrible thing are you going through? And it reminded me, it's like, it's not all, everyone's going through something. And it helped me so much to, to stop focusing on our situation. And remember lots of people, unfortunately have lost children. I'm not the only one, like, you know, I don't know that that was for me what really helped. And I, I tried to just stay really positive and just kind of have I had a few moments where I was sad. But again, it, I like I believe in that faking it till you make it even if I I really felt so down and out, but I would just try to pretend it was OK. And then yeah. we somehow got through it. But um it, it was a little bit like you're just kind of in shock and you're just you're just managing to get through it.
1: You and, and that is maybe so needed right now when we're hearing and seeing like so many bad effects of social media and like just all of the opinions and like all the things on social media that can feel so dark. I love hearing things like that, where you can feel like you are uplifted from a community and I get uplifted seeing your photos. I love seeing her. No, I do. I like, I, it makes me smile every time I see her come on my feed. And so that's, uh, that's good to hear that like that helped you through as like a support, a support community. Well, and I do think
0: like, I mean, so good to feel like in any trial we're going through, you're not alone. Cause you're right. Everyone, I've kind of, told myself throughout life, like someone always has it even worse. Like I think I'm in the, you know, the pits of despair or something's really hard, but there is even worse things out there. And I mean, and and it kind of can help with perspective, but that is really, I mean, you have to pat yourself on the back. That is a really hard situation. And you went through that with such grace and, uh, you know, bravery. That's amazing. And I think it, what's really cool too, about social media and just even like the special needs community is it's uh, there is such a su- support system out there there's so many moms that can band together that have like related in that like experience that uh, do you feel like you have a really good support system do you have a support group or just like friends and family that help you a lot yeah i feel like it yeah my instagram is yeah, that you know instagram. when i when i first got pregnant i immediately went
2: to instagram and looked for other families that have kids with down syndrome Absolutely. And there were so many people advocating and just yes. they had these awesome just so many awesome things they would post about. And I became friends with a lot of them. I didn't actually mean to become an advocate. I didn't even want to, but I wrote a post when I, when she was two months old, that went viral. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I was like, people were saying, Hey, does she have an Instagram? And I was like, I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> want to advocate. I had told my family, I'm not doing that. I yeah. just want to like have my baby and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And, um, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to make, make a public Instagram. And then I'm, if I don't like it, I'll just turn it off. Yes. Um, so it's been this big exploration and this big discovery of myself of learning. I love writing and I love the connection. And I have met so many people through Instagram, um, other moms that have kids with Down syndrome. And, um, it's just, it's, it's like, that's my support. Like if I am stressed about something, I just go online and post about it. And I feel like I'm, I'm rejuvenated.
1: I love that. Oh, that's such a good message to hear. Do you have any, like other than Instagram, were there any books or any online websites or like you went to seminars, like what kind of resources? Um, The very best one really is Down
2: Syndrome Diagnostic Network. Mm -hmm. It's a website and they have tons of Facebook groups. So you just go to their website and sign up and then they'll direct you to the appropriate Facebook group for you. But they'll put you in like, first of all, a pregnancy group. So if you go to the doctor right now and you're 10 weeks along and you take the, the blood test and they say, because there's different, and the blood test for for me, it said there's a 98% chance your child will have Down syndrome. Other people, they'll they'll say there's a very, very small chance, but it could happen. Um, But even, so if you're told there's even a slight chance you might have a child with Down syndrome, you can sign up. There's a pregnancy and just a maybe, maybe pregnancy group um, Mm -hmm. on the Down syndrome diagnostic network. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry, I can't say that. Um, But so it's just neat that there's support for you, even if you think your child might have Down syndrome, but you're not Sure. yet. And then there's, um, you know, birth groups. So you're like you, there's like a 2020 birth group and a
0: 2019
2: birth group. And, oh, fine. um, that's really the best one. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it
0: has all the resources that that's you need. Great. Perfect. It's just going to add what has been your favorite part of becoming a mother? I mean, just now that you have a baby of your own and maybe it's a little different than you've, first envisioned, but like, I mean, how has the road of like motherhood been for Mm -hmm. you?
2: You know, it's been, I think, extra special for me because babies with Down syndrome develop slowly. Mm -hmm. And so my baby's a year and a half and she still has feet the size of a newborn. She's just still (laughs) bear. She's bare crawling around. She's still, she's just, she's like a little baby. I Mm -hmm. feel like because I'm not going to have a ton of babies. I, you know, this has been so amazing. I mean, I just, I feel so lucky because I know this stage can go by so quickly, but I feel like I have been able to just soak it up, even though, you know, she was in the hospital for two months of that and stuff, but it was still just amazing time that I got to spend with her and bond with her. Like
0: I have loved it (laughs) so much. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Oh my. Do you think you will want to have more children or do you think when is you know, it for you. What do you think?
2: No, we want to, but it, we're probably going to do it this month. Actually, um, use a donor egg Oh, because I just, I've tried IVF. Um, Gwen actually, when we had her, so we, we created an embryo and we actually had two embryos. So we decided I did, I felt like twins was not a good idea for me. I just mm-hmm. didn't feel, it, I, it, you know, sure. my body could handle, I just didn't, I wanted to just focus on one child mm-hmm. at a time. And so we froze one embryo, and then we had Gwen. And so this whole time, I felt like maybe Gwen had a twin, but we transferred that two months ago, and it didn't take. And then after that, just talking to my doctor, we just knew that I don't have an—you know—the eggs I have, I was able to have a baby with one, and she does have a genetic variation; she has Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And the chances, if we do more IVF cycles, it just costs so much money. It takes so much time. I'm already forty, and there's no. There's no guarantee I could have another child. And so we decided it was a hard decision, but we think we're going to do a donor egg. And then um, my husband, we can use his sperm and Mm -hmm. they create an embryo. And there's like a 75% chance those take because they use only you have to be under 32 to donate your eggs and so, and they do a lot of testing to make sure you're healthy. So that's why oh what we're going to do. That's, <laughs> that's, so
0: exciting. that's incredible. That's yeah. so exciting you would for carry. you guys.
2: You would I would carry. carry it. Yeah. So oh. I could be pregnant again. And, oh. um, you know, and, and of course there's things like you can do adoption and stuff, but that's also a long road yeah. and it's very expensive. And yeah. we've, we're very familiar with fertility treatments. We just feel like this is the right thing. We think Gwen needs a sibling to help her grow and develop. She really thrives off watching other kids, and so I just think time is of the essence. She needs a sibling now, and I I would like to be pregnant again. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. You no. Know? And I know it so, is like such a
0: like magical experience even though it's yeah it can be
1: so challenging it's really so wonderful it is it's incredible and speaking of like that whole time was there anything that has surprised you about motherhood or like you know or yourself have you changed as a mom or you know yes I
2: honestly I always loved to write um but I just was for so many years I was single and I just felt I'm I'm very goal oriented as well, but it, but I felt like I was, um, I was almost like anchorless. I felt like I was adrift
1: mm, and
2: mm-hmm. to finally find the person that's my person and have a baby. It's like, I feel like I've blossomed my, I have found my voice with writing and I didn't even mean to, I'm, I'm looking now at, um, kind of moving into writing a book and different things. I just feel like I'm the person, like, I was meant to be, but I could never have found myself without going. And maybe Down syndrome is a big part of it, you know, but I I just feel like I am a totally different person Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a way. And I think
1: a lot of that kind of slowly comes in your 30s, too. I'm kind of feeling that shift as well. I feel like you kind of start to become your own you get more comfortable in your skin like you're more grounded it, yeah and, like, and you're I just yeah. comfortable
0: with who you are and you kind of want to
1: embrace like your true passions and like things like that yeah, yeah. I, I can kind of feel that in myself as well
0: so do you um so could people come to your blog and see your writing and just like your yeah your, is that where you kind of write most um most of it's mostly
2: mostly my instagram posts instagram. you okay, know good. Um, okay, yes, you right now that. but just because I feel
0: like I don't know it's Do easy. people it, blog oh, it's so easy. I know. No? I like well, so yeah, I, I know. know. The websites so, and the know? blogs are not as access or easy yeah. as Instagram. And that's the truth. Oh, we say so. it all the
1: time. Like, our children's lives are being documented on Instagram. Well, and even we are. Even for the mom voice, we yeah. have a
0: website, but like. 90% of our efforts are on Instagram because that's oh. just what people use. It's yeah. easy. So, yeah. um, it's so, so tell us your handle again. So It's, um, it's Our
1: Sweet Gwendolyn. Yeah, okay, Our Sweet and Gwendolyn. And we'll for sure share it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when the episode goes live. So tell us, are there any like specific day-to-day things that you have found so far that really help your life move a little bit more smoothly, whether it be like a schedule, diet things, um... I don't know. Any, any little helpful tips? Um, well I do work full time. And so I have a nanny just three days a
2: week and she just comes in for like six hours, but just having help, you know, even getting or getting my mother-in-law, um, just having someone kind of help me. Cause there's Mm -hmm. a lot with Gwen. She has a lot of medications, a lot of therapies, a lot of appointments, you know, and then I'm doing her Instagram and and then I'm working full time. And so I feel like it's just, I, I feel like I'm not, Not being afraid to ask for
1: help is, like,
2: the biggest thing Mm -hmm. possible. Well, and
1: following up on that, do you trust people to to be with her? Do you know what I mean? Like, how is that level... Of when you're asking for help, like, do you trust her to just go to a neighbor's house, or well, you know what I mean? No,
2: not necessarily. It, it does have to be people that know her because she also has been very shy. Okay, um, and you know, with her medical needs, I think sometimes people are just afraid because they're like, "What if she?" Mm-hmm. You know, there were times we had to actually call nine one one on her last fall, and people, I think people are a little spooked, you know. But mm-hmm. she's been doing great now. But as long as it's people that that have really spent time with her and feel confident, we don't leave her just with anyone, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, But I I definitely trust people. I I just feel like it's good for her. It's good
0: for me. Oh, yeah. You know, do you have a respite worker or does Down syndrome kind of like qualify for that? And I I know that's kind of like a...
2: We don't have one, but um, usually it's kind of hard to qualify for it. You have to, usually it's people who have like a lot of kids and they really need that help. We just have one child and we have a lot of help, Mm -hmm. so we don't really need it right now. But that, they're definitely, usually um, you can find that in your state.
1: There is usually assistance like that. Yeah, Yeah. some
0: sort of, Mm -hmm. yeah, special needs assistance. So are
1: there any specific things that you find yourself doing for yourself or your husband? Like, have you had to make date nights a priority or... Um, I know you're a really, you know, obviously you're new into this journey, but like as far as self-care goes, like, are you ever finding yourself just empty, unempty and like needing to kind of you know, fill your tank a little bit. Like,
2: yeah, I think, I think any mom is that way, you know, Mm -hmm. but we, my husband and I, because we only have one child, we kind of do like one hour on one hour off anytime we're home with her where I'll just have her for an hour and then he will, I don't know what other people do, but that for us just to, to know we have one hour to like read a book or clean up the house or kind of get some work done. It's just been really nice, and then um, we do try to do it like a date night or something. Not as much right now with COVID and everything, because she we haven't has you know. Been able to leave her with this, like usually I have like an aunt that likes to see her, and we've now it's kind of just been her nanny and um then sure, yeah. our mother in law watching her right now. Um, but I think the yeah the biggest thing is just like we'll even take nights like we'll be like hey Josh this you know you have two hours tonight just to do your thing and then we know like Wednesday's my night Thursday's his night
1: mm-hmm. um, you know I think that helps it do you totally. guys do something like that oh like, gosh yes I love I that. Mean, when I hit my wits end, I literally like will go lock myself in my bedroom. Well, <laughs> I'm I, like, I, I want to take a bath. I want to go to bed early. Like nobody talk to me. I need to rejuvenate.
0: <laughs> oh, totally. We, we talk about the me time all the time on this podcast. But even the other day I saw someone post I thought was kind of smart. Like on Sundays, they rotate like nap time. Like, you know, she goes and takes an hour and a half nap and I manage the kids and then I go take an hour and a half nap or whatever and, you know, entertain the kids or whatever. And I thought that was great. I mean we're finally to a stage my youngest is four now and so we're kind of finally to the stage though that we both could probably take a nap and no one will die and no one will like you know break you know their arm or something off the roof into the pool yeah well, that (laughs) might happen anyways but no not on Sunday at least (laughs) so but I mean it is like it's so good and so important to prioritize that like Little bit of me time. Take care of you. I know. I know. Well, I mean, is there anything yeah. else? I mean, that anything you have... else you want to add, Jessica? I mean, I think I I love that we are opening eyes to just you know all the different walks of life, like we said, and Down syndrome, and just your experience. But
1: I'm excited to follow along the journey, especially you. as you get pregnant again. Maybe. I know that's I know. so exciting. It is exciting. <laughs> oh, and what? How special is it going to be to see her be a big sister? I know. Like, right. oh my I gosh. Know. There's nothing cuter to me. There's just nothing cuter than like when your baby at the time, you know, is touching your pregnant belly and like all the things. And then, you know, you say she's still so small. But when that when that newborn comes out, all of a sudden, she's going to be a big girl. Yeah, she's a toddler. Yeah, I know it's crazy. It's crazy.
0: I mean, are those milestones of like you kind of mentioned like sitting and walking? Are they a little delayed for Down syndrome typically or just specifically Gwen? They
2: They are already delayed for down syndrome, but yes. because of her heart, because she was because laying in a heart. hospital bed for yeah. like two oh. months. Yeah. Any child um, would she's be a, slowed down. Yeah. But you know, I wouldn't say she's especially delayed. That's the thing. She, she's, she's a really strong little girl, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, she's a little bit behind, um, but a lot of her friends that didn't have heart surgery, they're all kind of ending up in the same place. So and she's doing the just, army
0: crawl right now and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: And she can Soap stand too. assisted, you know, mm, and she can take right. little teeny tiny steps oh with her gosh. little walker. And oh my so gosh. she's doing
1: really well. But, what are, what's like her favorite toy right
2: now? Anything that has music, she's Aww. obsessed with music because my husband likes to play the piano for her. Um, and she has this little walker. It's like a Fisher Price walker yeah. and it has music on the front and then you like a, a thing you could push yeah. on the back. Yeah. That's her favorite. Oh, <laughs> she
1: those loves are that. so good. Those are so good. Yes. The little walker yeah. things. So cute. And is there anything that she just does not like, like freaks her out? Um, certain songs, like oh. Happy
2: Birthday. <laughs> oh, just that, that one specifically? music, yeah. Oh, oh, she, tears. I mean, <gasps> oh. <laughs> like my husband tried to play a song from Babe, the, the movie Babe, the other day. And she just, I mean, she was like hyperventilating. Oh I had gosh. to like pick her up. It's okay, we Aww. won't play that scary song again. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Just some music, really. And I think it's because she's like emotionally, she's older, you know, she's developed, but yet she doesn't have the the skills to say, I don't know how to process that song, you know? Yeah, So it's just, it's more, she just, it's just cute to see her brain going, I don't know how to like process the music I'm hearing. How to do that. Yeah, interesting. So just watching her kind of work through that is
1: is interesting. That is incredible. And does she have any kind of lovey or anything that she's just obsessed with? She just loves her little, she has a little baby doll that Mm. it like can put its thumb in its mouth and she'll take
2: its thumb and- put both of them in her mouth and mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. how
0: she goes to sleep it's so cute oh my <laughs> so she puts the doll's thumb in her own uh-huh. mouth and in her own thumb, and then, her oh, thumb. and then she just
2: sucks both of
1: them <laughs> oh my gosh that's the cutest binky ever. baby and she's
0: like oh it's a thumb and in yeah.
2: her mind she's like well I suck my thumb shouldn't I suck this one too oh my gosh <laughs> of course she that does. makes
1: sense that's, that's the so cutest cute. thing ever yeah. like little girls and baby dolls there's just nothing nothing I know cuter. it's so cute I just love it <laughs> so sweet that's so awesome well thanks so much for sharing I feel like I really wanted to have you come in Just because I know you are such an advocate for it now, but more than that, you've turned it into like this beautiful experience and like positive thing, like you said. And like, I think the overarching message, like you said, is like, as mothers, we all are going to have that moment of, I don't want to say disappointment, but where we are going to be going through hard things with our children, whether it's 20 years from now or, you know whether it's right now or in a next pregnancy or something like that. And so I think this is like such a good reminder to just have your moment to kind of process grief. If you want to say that maybe the stages of grief, you know, it sounded like you were kind of describing that of like kind of denial and then acceptance and like, you know, those types of things and then kind of just embracing it and finding your new normal, I think we all can kind of take that message. And
2: I just hope someday that people don't even have to go through those stages of grief. If I had been better educated, honestly, Mm -hmm. I I would have just realized there's variations in life. I mean, they call it a genetic abnormality, but really I Mm -hmm. wish we could get away from that word. It's just a genetic variation and everyone's different. It's just a part of life. You know, some people, they're just meant to be a little bit different and right. it's wonderful and it's nothing to be scared of and I just no. hope that people can get that blood test to women when they're pregnant and be like oh my gosh I might have a child with Down syndrome that is awesome yes That's, I, that is I my totally goal I totally agree
1: and I only meant that in the way of like I think as we're raised we see certain and we have certain ideals in our head right whether it's getting married at whatever age or if a marriage doesn't work out like you you grieve that right and like all the things that we kind of have in our head of how we expect things to be and then when they don't meet that criteria, sometimes that's really hard for us to process. But yeah, I think it can sometimes work out for the better. You know? Yes. Well, and I think
0: we're seeing in the news now more than ever of just like inclusion and accepting, all, you know, everyone. And we even talked a few weeks ago on just... Right now, there's a very big influence on just accepting all ethnicities and races. But I mean, I feel like any sort of handicap drives right into that. And Mm -hmm. like I mentioned, my sister and my niece, I've always wanted my children to always include any any and everyone, no matter what they look like or how different they are. What religion they are. Religion, everything. Trying to influence and raise our children to be super inclusive, you know, no matter the differences Mm -hmm. is super important. And like you said, Down syndrome children and And adults are so generous and so warm. And I'd only hope my child could be raised to be so generous and warm to anybody. And they already naturally have that. And that's like such a beautiful thing. Like you just love their warm hearts. And like my children are going to have, you know, different, a different experience, but I only hope that they can like... Live live a life with a warm heart and be kind to everyone like that. So
2: I hope so yeah. too, because I think we're just opening the door on inclusion. You know, yeah. um, giving rights, making sure that blacks feel supported and included. It's totally. just opening the door. You know, there's so many people that that are just waiting to be let in and to be included. And you know, we have so many stereotypes that we need to fight and break down. And it's just this is just the beginning. But I think it's an awesome time right now of just opening the door to maybe eventual. People will just—we're just all people. The change, you know? yeah. We're,
0: we're that, that change, yeah, and we're—we're already seeing that—that change and that education and that acceptance. And yep. I think,
1: I mean. Yes, I, we, we don't ever get political here. But I mean, when you think of the country, even 40 years ago, like, I mean, I was raised in the South and how crazy it was back then. And we have come so far, yeah. but there's so much further to go, right. like so much further to go. And we said this in the episode a while back, but like every parent's goal is to have a better tomorrow for their child, right? Mm-hmm. Than what we're living in today. And so I think like, that's what we're all working for. If I can take anything away, from like the past 6 months it's just been like being mindful of our journey being mindful of our home and our purpose and like taking out all of the distractions of the date nights and the parties and the all the things taking all the distraction away and what it's really about is the four walls of our home and what we're doing and the people we're raising and and are we making productive citizens who are gonna treat others kind and all the things. So I do think if I've learned anything out of this whole movement, whatever you want to call it, is just that. Like I need to focus internally. I need to make sure I'm doing my part as a mom in my home to, like you said, raise good humans. <laughs> Raise like, good humans. Raise, yeah, raise good humans. In all,
0: in all of this, raise all good human. And that's where I would so, challenge
2: people who don't have a child with special needs. Like if you have a birthday party for your child, yeah. try to see, is there someone in his class or her class that has Down syndrome or uh, autism or something? Right. Let's invite someone that, you know, maybe wouldn't necessarily be best friends with my child and try to really help them just I from a very that. young age, bring that into your life.
1: Yes, and I do, we did really want to ask that question. Is there anything that we can be doing to better support the community. Whether it's down syndrome, special needs, like what can we be doing? That's a great suggestion, the birthday party suggestion. Any other things that you can think honestly, of? Honestly,
2: this is like the best time for it because everything we're doing for black people to help them be seen, to bring people together. Um, if you don't normally follow someone who's black on Instagram, seek them out. It's the same thing with Down syndrome. Like look for someone that has disabilities mm-hmm. in your life. Invite them into your home. Your, for your kids, you know, like I'm trying to give Gwen some dolls of color and but you should give your kids dolls that have disabilities. Mm-hmm. Maybe have one of your children get a doll that's in a wheelchair mm-hmm. or something. I mean, and honestly, I would never have thought of these things things if I hadn't had Gwen mm-hmm, you know right. so it's not like I'm just this amazing person it's like no I I'm learning because I had to be here in this mm-hmm. spot um, but I think those are things that just help having your kids grow up going oh yeah this Barbie has doesn't have a leg and that's mm-hmm. not because we t- took it off it's mm-hmm. because it came that way and it's that's how she's meant to be
1: absolutely so, oh that's, absolutely. I, love that. that's so, I love that that's perfect well we are so happy that you joined us thank you for making this work yeah.
2: oh I'm so and happy
1: too I I hope everybody goes and follows you I love all the things you write. And like I said, I love the pictures of Gwendolyn. It's our sweet Gwendolyn on Instagram. We will definitely tag you and all. And um, Lauren, do you have anything else? No, I loved it. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you both. Well, we're going to say goodbye to you here. We hope you come back. (laughs) I
2: would love to.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Well, Jessica just headed out. She's a doll.
1: I'm so glad that she could come in today and share about little Gwen. I know. Eye opening and such like good perspective on just putting like a good spin on hard. Situations. I think it was like really good to hear. But um, we always close, we try, we try and always close up our show with a hit and a miss of the week. So, Lauren, what was your hit for the week?
0: My hit is it's just been fun. The boys, um, really all the kids, have gone out and gone fishing with dad a few times this week. And over in your neighborhood, actually, over at the little pond, they love that. It's even though it's been really pretty warm, they'll pop up like the beach umbrella and just fish for an hour or so. And they like love it.
1: I had no idea like people actually fished over there. Oh, we've done. It for years have you? yes even before you moved there yeah oh my gosh it's the mm-hmm. cutest thing because lauren texted me and she's like oh my gosh you need to send landon over hurry mm-hmm. let him catch a fish and like we couldn't go but you sent me a picture yeah and caleb mm-hmm. your four-year-old yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he caught a little fish i
0: mean um I forget there's catfish in there. And I think there's like a bluegill or something. So do you guys like
1: release it? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's catch yeah. and release. Catch and release. Okay. That's
0: my thing with fishing that I don't get. My husband loves to fish. He's actually fishing right now on a fishing trip, but I it's catch and release. I don't get the philosophy there. Like I'm, I don't want to go take my time to fish unless I'm bringing home the, the, the bread and butter, you know, yeah. like I want to yeah. eat it. Yeah. Like I like seafood. So I'm like, What's the thrill of like catching it and then throwing it back? Yeah, I've always teased about that, but That's whatever. So funny. I guess a lot of a lot of them, um, a lot of places are like that. A lot of like even main like public, yeah. Well, especially parks. places
1: like like where in well, my yes, neighborhood, in your neighborhood, right? But like still, but, I'm like, come on, bring something out. Do you Anyways, know what? I have never fished ever.
0: It's okay. You're not missing you much. I don't think it's like that thrilling. Like I, my husband could fish all day, and I'm just like, it's a, it's like golf to me. A little too slow. Like, I'm just, uh I'll pass. I mean, I sit there it and I watch them. Yeah, George is like, they swing, they watch it fall, it hits the <laughs> hole, maybe not. And then it's like the same thing. They throw it in, they watch it, he they said. bounce it on the water. And then, you know, we but see... Then- it oh, has but to be so it.
1: exciting when Caleb, your four year old. Oh, but they're
0: so into it. They all are. All my kids think it's like really exciting. I'm oh thrilling gosh. to like think, will I get one when i not? What do I do? How do I do it? The strategy, the technique, all of it. I'm just not that into it. My husband's oh my cringing. But I'm yeah. just kind of like, I mean, I kind of get the thrill of his hunting, uh, the hiking and the scouting. But I don't know. Fishing's just slow for me.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Um, does George still fly fish? Oh yeah. That's What, he, what is fly fishing? He truly fishing? loves to fly fish.
0: It's a way that they like arch and like arc the boat. Uh, Are the bow. you fishing, the fishing for flies? No, you, it, you use a fly and it oh. lands on the water and oh. it floats on top instead of like sinking down with a lure. Oh. So it like floats on top and there is like this technique on how you like arch it. She's and throw doing it out. some hand action Yeah, George, right you'd be so proud because this is really what they do. And then they throw it out really far and the little fly lands on top of the water and it catches different types oh. of fish and more like river. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, fly fishing is just a different style compared to
1: like I always a think and of that lure. one Brad Pitt movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, um, what's it called? Yes. Oh, something, A River Runs Wild. R- river Runs Through It. River Runs Through It? River Runs Wild? On I don't wild. know. River Runs Through R- it. Sure, it. yeah. River? Yeah. Yeah. We I love look it up. What's your hit? Um, my hit for the week is I was kind of down and out this past weekend, not feeling great, and my husband just stepped up 100%, and it made... Girl, I I just... There's nothing better when your husband just like takes control of the weekend. Everybody's getting fed and taken care of and happy and you don't feel guilty for being in the bed all weekend. Way to go, dad. Right? Yeah, that's excellent. Um, because I can honestly say that just because of my personality, there's a lot of times when I'm out doing whatever I'm doing, whether it's grocery shopping or clothes shop, whatever, where I kind of in the back of my head, I'm feeling guilty or I'm feeling like a pressure, like I need to get home for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and especially like in the past when the kids were smaller, even when I was sick, I would still feel like, not that he's not capable, but just like, I could never fully just like chill, you know? And so, yeah, just being able, and again, I keep saying this, I feel like we're reaching a stage now where. Luke is potty trained, like we're out of the baby stage, all of that, where it's just getting to be a little easier. Yes. And I think my husband, Jeremy, I think he's coming into his... Parenting stride here, yeah.
0: His prime, his, his prime. parenting pride. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna be shining in this
1: stage of no, life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, I wouldn't say the manageable. baby stage is like his favorite. Totally. Like, it's it's not mine to be honest either. I know it is for a lot of women, but like, I do feel like he he does really good in the toddler and the the younger stage. It's Perfect. really good. Yeah, That's awesome. Good for him. So that was my hit. I was able to like take really take care of nap. myself, relax, rejuvenate. And he just took it. And I'm going to take that as a hit. Okay. What was your miss?
0: My miss was just recently we were on our trip to Utah. You know, we've mentioned it many times. And um, (laughs) I went to the airport and we were, I was carrying on a bag and I don't know what I was thinking, but I put my like almost brand new hair product that I got. And it's like 20 bucks. I mean, it's not crazy expensive, but that's a lot for me for like a hair product. It's kind of, it's my curl cream. For anyone out there, I probably mentioned it. If you have curly hair, I really love Biolage's um, curl cream, curl butter. Mm -hmm. It's called curl butter. And it's like a brown color. It's funny. And it's like super gooey, creamy. Anyways, it kind of comes in like a little like, what is this? Like a jar? Like sure. what do you call that? Cylinder type shape.
1: Yeah.
0: And I put it in my bag. And so TSA took it. I just don't know what I was thinking. I Why? Should have because known it's better. over
1: the three ounce roll?
0: Yeah. But I'm like, well, it's not a liquid. It really isn't. It's actually pretty dense and thick. And you go, it's not a liquid. Do you really have to take it? Yeah, I have to take it. Oh. And I was like, I was just, but what, I, I don't know what I was thinking. We had bags. It was like, I took on just a quick like bathroom bag in my carry-on with me. Uh, I just don't know what I was thinking. You know, those mo- it's just those moments of stupidity. I'm like, mom brain, I- mom brain. I should have thrown that in my bag. He took it. That was like almost a fresh 20 bucks. And oh. I was like, dang it. Is I was there just anything like, anything
1: worse. Yeah, I know. I just totally bugged me. I was like, shoot. I was so stupid. Oh, I can only imagine. I get bugged when they throw out my water bottle. Well, and then they took the kid's hair
0: gel and the, what was the other thing? Oh, and my bath and body work shower gel. Again, stupid things. I like just threw in last second and we're like literally leaving. I just don't know where my brain was. Yeah. Those weren't so bad. I mean, they're not as expensive. Okay, was- let's
1: talk about TSA really quick. Do you know about, isn't there something changing with the, the photo IDs by October? Do you know about yeah, this? You have to
0: have the new state ID, like the pa- um, um, travel ID or I something, right?
1: I just saw it. I went through TSA recently too. And I'm seeing like this clear thing. First of all, I don't know what that is. I guess I need to do that where they scan your retina and your hands and all that stuff. It's a little big brother for I, me. I no, there's not these like, Was that a Corona thing? No, I think it's like they're moving towards like a paperless, cardless system where you can just be scanned. Like, okay. okay. I, I don't know. Anyway, I like didn't have time to do it, but it's called clear. And there were all these stations for it at Sky Harbor to like do. And I started and it took too long and I moved on. But then I see this sign that by October 1st, you need a new type of identification card, like a license essentially. And do you know what that's about? Or well, yeah, I think it's the travel ID. You're saying if you want to get on an airplane, I think you so. need you to have, have, that have that updated ID. Okay. Uh-huh. FYI. FYI. Get Look on that. into your
0: state. I'm sure it's nationwide, but Arizona's definitely.
1: Do you know if you have to do that in person or if you can do it online? Actually, it came to me. It came to to you. I don't
0: remember requesting it.
1: What? I don't know really why. Let's show each other our ideas. We're so uninformed before before we get carried away. Where are we at? What's your miss? What's my miss? Did we talk about your miss? Yeah. Yeah. The airplane. We just talked about it. Okay. My miss is, and I feel like we could go back to even like the beginning of COVID quarantine, all the things. But I'm going to count it as a miss that my children legit are living in their pajamas lately, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. between swimsuits and pajamas. I think we have forgotten what normal clothes are and like what a normal outfit looks like and what it means to be like dressed and ready to go to school. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? I agree that. And like the other day, my son was doing um, like a makeup preschool camp thing, right? And I had said, OK, you need to get up brush your teeth, brush your hair. And he comes in, girl, in like the most hodgepodge basketball, like pajama shorts, pajama shirt, and like fights me about getting dressed to go to quote unquote school. And I'm like, no, you know, he used yeah. to be my good dresser. Right. He'd get and rid- I'm like, yeah. COVID has now beaten this out of you too? No. I know.
0: Our standard has been very low. You know, lowered. Oh, lowered. my gosh, That's what I get so Our much standard lower. is so low. So and low. I know. The way that my kids will go out and, like, run to a store even, I'm just like, oh, my Oh, word. my. We look ridiculous. We
1: look ridiculous. But every, I think
0: we're all right there with
1: you. Oh, but I'm just like, guys, we have got to step it up. Like, we actually have clothes in your closet. Right. Like, let's get out of the pajamas for a minute. Right. And the swimsuits. I feel like we're just living in swimsuits, too. I mean, let's be real. But, um, yeah. No. Anyway, I'm just going to count it as a mess. Because to me it isn't this. And I feel like I've got all these clothes that are just gonna go to waste. Yeah, they'll they'll they will be outgrown of. Yeah. Like
0: why can't I speak? Yeah. It will be grown out of out they, they will have, have outgrown, outgrown them. <laughs> them there we go it, by fall and you then, act like we don't do a lot of talking. <laughs> I know I think I'm talked out maybe no I'm just I'm kidding I'm kidding so I no, know I it's know. sad
1: isn't that the worst because another mess that just sprang to mind is I was going through um, Kate's closet the other day and no joke there were like three pair of shoes that have never graced her foot that are so cute and like again she just didn't wear them because of not going anywhere they were like cute like churchy type sandals things like that and they're already kind of too small to I where know. they bug her mm-hmm. and I'm like oh no like oh I my not I know I can't either. it's literally just money down the toilet right because I don't have a girl to pass them on to right so ugh, the worst anywho we loved having Jessica on this episode. We have some other fun interviews planned, you guys, so make sure to stick around. If you like what you hear on the podcast, please make sure to go over and hit the subscribe button and leave us a rating and a review if you liked what you heard. And you can find us at the Mom Voice Podcast on Instagram and social media. We'd love to interact with you. We try really hard to get back to any DMs that we get throughout the day and really engage with you guys there. So send us any questions you might have. And we are just so grateful you're here. Thank you. Take care of yourself. All right. See you later.